Strap in for the ride on this one. It is Bedlam season, it is Gundy season, and it is the Sooners' defining game of the season. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I'll be your host on the ride, and this is going to be a good one. Thank you very much for making this your first stop every day to get your daily dose of Locked On Oklahoma State information. Yeah, you know, you know when you have that that friend, right, or a relationship, and Sometimes that person can get on your nerves and it irritates you just a bit here and there. But then you have somebody else that likes to poke some fun at that individual. And you're ready to throw hands because you're going to stand up for your friend, regardless of the, the relationship that you have. Because the difference is you know them on a deeper level than most anybody else. Because if it's your best friend or you're in a, a relationship type of situation... That's somebody that you know you can go to 24-7 all the time, no matter what, because you're invested, because you're engaged, right? And you know exactly the ins and outs of that person's life. This other individual running their mouth, they don't know nothing. So you're going to shut them down, right? That's the same relationship I feel like I have with my Gundy. Because I'm very well aware of his legendary historic status. You know, I feel like if if we're... Uh, in, invested as much as we are into, you know, the, the film study and breaking everything down and getting hyped up and getting pumped up all day, every day, drinking the orange Kool-Aid as we should, because Gundy has built the team up to that level. But if you put in the time and you know somebody on a deeper level than other people who just, you know, it, it's more of a superficial type of thing, right? A subsurface or above the surface type of deal. But because of your investment, you know good and daggone well what is fair and what is not fair. And it is not fair for Gundy to get some of the criticism he gets. Because, again, he has done these things that are absolutely phenomenal that may never be done again in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And when people say that he should have been gone a long time ago because of the record uh, in Bedlam, and some of the, the instances where he does have the tendency uh, to, to drop some big games due to conservative play calling and things of that nature. Although that very well may be the case. If you know the ins and outs of it, you also see the things that he does that make him the ambassador of the university that you know and love. Because he does not misrepresent anything at any point in time. And in the one instance you could maybe say he did, he learned from it. Um, he learned a massive amount, which is why I'm here to say, and I'll stand on the counter in doing so, that if Gundy has one more major maturation process in him and he can adapt and overcome to what some of the play calling has, has hindered him in his career, that final hurdle, 
if slash when that happens, that's the legendary status that I think Gundy gets in everybody's eyes. Because the things that he does do that, that kind of you know hurt the soul, they're very, very fixable, right? It's just you got to have the, the leadership in place to make that work. And what I'm saying by that is, if Spencer Sanders comes back for this coming season, which, again, I feel like, and some people also do, feel like is going to happen. If that happens, with the amount of talent we have returning and the amount of depth, right, we're going to continue to have, next year has to be that that answer season. But if he gives his keys to the offense, like he says he has with Spencer Sanders, maybe Spencer Sanders coming back again tells me that most likely he's had a, a, a come to goodness meeting with Gundy and they've been able to come to terms with opening the playbook more in crucial situations. Because as much as Spencer Sanders is the gamer that he is, I would I would imagine he's not the biggest fan of, of some of the, you know, punting type of things. And it, it tells me if Spencer Sanders comes back next year, it's because him and Gundy have that level of relationship that no matter who is offense coordinator or whatever next season, this thing will run and roll and rock all day, every day. I would, I would expect us to have at least three wide receivers over at least 700 yards apiece next season because we're that good. And if we just take out that minor tendency of the over-conservative part of the game, then imagine the things that we can do. Imagine the record that we would have. Yes, it is lopsided, but he can make this maturation process into something we all will be not only proud of, but just imagine the amount of admiration that he would have on top of what he already has on top of putting ourselves putting ourselves in a position to win back-to-back bedlams, which again has not happened, you know, but a handful of times. And then again, to set himself up to do it three times in a row. I think that we're right around the corner from this being a possibility. If Gundy can kind of, you know, do that and lay some of the foundation to everything, with Spencer Sanders, regardless of who is as an offense coordinator next year, because I do think Casey Dunn is ready, uh, able, and willing to go do his own thing. Um, so just picture 2011, though, right? 2010 was a pretty good year. And then you have Whedon and Blackman and Randall and everybody coming back for 2011. Like, you could see the writing on wall that it could be good. And then you take into account that, that Brandon Whedon basically taught Todd Monken a large portion of the offense. So they had that type of relationship where they could click and go over the headset, you know, rinse, wash, and repeat on a consistent basis. That is going to be the same thing next year with Spencer Sanders and Mike Gundy and this insane level of wide receiver we have right now. And then you factor in all of the youth that, is a little bit of a hindrance this year. It's not that next year. And then the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing, in my opinion, is Gundy is so amazing at re-recruiting. Yeah? At, in this day and age, NIL and all that fun jazz with the transfer market, you have to re-recruit as heavily as, as, heavily as you do get out on the, the, the streets and recruit. It's a fact, Jack. It is what it is. And Gundy does that really, really, really well.
Last year, we lost Tanner McAllister. Big loss, but it's understandable, right? He went with Knowles to help teach the system. That's slightly admirable. I get it. You lose Jared Bernard Converse. That's a big loss as well. But you can't tell me that Jabbar Muhammad hasn't stepped up in a big way this season, especially lately. And Corey Black, he has times where you you see the the brilliance. He has times where he gets a little lost. But, again, imagine all of this youth next season with Spencer Sanders back and going to be giving him the keys just a little bit more. Imagine what can happen. It's (laughs) – yeah, this is this is I I'm I'm excited. I cannot wait. The way that we handle this bedlam, right? It, it's a big indication, I think, of the launching pad for what's next. Why the recruiting class is so light. Maybe this game is a what? It's a capitalization on recruiting for both teams. This is huge for Gundy. This is huge for OU. This is a must-win almost because them going to to Lubbock at night to end the season in regular season is not ideal. Right, you wouldn't wish that upon your own worst enemy, unless yeah, so you or Texas, and sometimes it is. <laughs> but uh, imagine if Spencer comes back and Gundy does take that little bit more of a leap of the okay, okay, Whedon and Monken, let her fly. Okay, Spencer and Dunn or whoever, let's let it go. If we just do that, if we take the J.C. Hoyt approach, guys. J.C. Hoyt, in an interview, says we're going to give it hell. And that's what we're doing in women's basketball. Oh, we're going to cover that at the end. Stay tuned. It gets good. This whole episode is amazing, in my opinion, just because of if even if you criticize Gundy, which some of the things are rightfully so, you also have to be a, a realist and look into the fact that it's a big deal what's happening. And it, it has the trajectory to do even more. Speaking of trajectory, we're going to jump into a little bit of Nugenics. If you haven't heard of Nugenics, I, I, I implore you to go check them out, right? You got to add your swagger back into your life. We all know at some point in time, your testosterone kind of dips and, and it just it takes the life out of all of your, your golf game, your basketball game, uh, getting out and trying to play turkey day football. It just is what it is. It's a fact of life. Nugenics is actually here for you. You remember when the winning felt easy? It's because we were younger. You were at the peak of your testosterone production. The man's winning hormone or the man's hormone is, is what you know testosterone is referred to. But it would be nice to get some of that edge back. Right to get get that swagger back again. Right now, you get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea if you go to text two three one dash two three one now to get the bottle of Nugenics Thermo with the ingredients to get you in prime time shape yet again. Just go to Nugenics again and text two three one dash two three one. Get your Total Tea back in your life. All right, so. Yeah, guys, this is this is a big one for Gundy. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not bad though. This is a must win for OU darn near. Like it doesn't get any more intense for them, does it? A five and five squad that has to get bowl eligible because if they don't get bowl eligible, what is the conversation in recruiting? It's huge for us, it's huge for them. Which is why, ironically enough. Not only is a 5-5 and OU squad 
In Norman, Oklahoma, a pretty big-time bedlam. It's not just about the record. It's not just about the wins and losses. It's not just about going to the bowl or, or, or making bowl eligibility happen for OU's. It's not about all of that. It's about the recruiting. You know what our class is right now. It's a little light. There's a lot of reason behind it, one of which being we do have quite a few fifth-year senior options. On top of all this youth, I'm telling you guys, I feel like I feel like in Maloins, Gundy can turn this daggone corner and have that one more layer of maturation process because he is a legend and he does get it. He's done way too much, way too much positivity and done so much for the program to not just take that one more leap. And if you put it in context again with this 2011 type of season stuff, it makes sense. The pieces fit. Why would Spencer Sanders not come back? Yes, his stock is higher now than it has been at any point in time in his career at Oklahoma State. I get that. But again, the same reason why I don't think we're going to have the massive leaps of transfers is because, you know, Gunny is extremely selective in who he targets for a five-star. Um, you know, we've been burned a few times, but so is everybody else. But this mindset and philosophy of the cowboy culture and the cowboy way being, you're not here exclusively for cash dollar bills. Are you going to get paid? Yes, you are. Because we're not unintelligent about the NIL era. It's just that we're not going to throw bags of cash at stuff, A, because it just doesn't make sense, right? Look at Miami. Look at Texas A&M. Look at Texas. Look at OU. And, and when I say look at Texas, some people still want to do the, the, the propping up type of affair, which I don't get with Texas, guys. As an OSU fan, you have to love the fact, again, you, you throw kudos when, you, when they're deserved, and Gunny deserves the turning around of the Texas series is phenomenal. And it's so much fun. Beating Texas is a lot of fun for no other reason than they're the the fan base that, that I'll just say it like it is Texas fan base runs their mouth more than any other fan base other than maybe in Alabama. And, the, but Alabama's a little different because between, you know, the bear Bryant and Nick Saban or type of uh, gaps, right. Between all of that, to some degree, you still have to take into consideration that they went through dips where they weren't completely unrealistic. You could argue maybe the mid to late nineties. Oh, you was slightly realistic, but not exactly. Just like coming into this season, they weren't exactly realistic in Norman. They're never realistic in Austin. You know, Auburn has that difficulty. Miami has the difficulty. Florida's sometimes there, sometimes not. USC might be turning that corner exclusively. But you never know, right? You never really know. But there's some things that you just got to give Gunny that props for. And another one is, if you heard his last interview, he's catching grief right now because some of you fans think that what he says is completely unrealistic. But let's okay, let's break it down. What a part of what Gundy said is unrealistic. What Gundy said in his interview is that, you know, when he was going through the recruiting process, he was asked uh, if things obviously would be different. What, what, does he think about what life would be like if he would have stuck with his commitment to OU and not gone to OSU? And his explanation originally was uh, that they just had a national championship run with a freshman quarterback. So was he going to be able to jump on the field immediately? No. And obviously he's a competitor as well to some degree. So the competitive side of him 
you know, wanted to play immediately. And you can't, you can't fault a player for that. But he also said that he was not scared of Boz, but seeing Boz live in person in a game, yeah, it freaked him out at first. But once the game gets going, it is what it is. The reason he was a little bit scared of Boz is because Boz was on a, a, a completely different artificial nutrition plan than he is. That's clearly a shot at uh, the Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, uh, Jose Canseco type of situation. But it's not untrue. So why is he catching grief? He, he talked about he was on a recruiting trip and he saw the Boz and just immediately knew he's a massive dude. <laughs> but... It's true. How is that? How is that not an accurate assessment? How is that not an accurate statement? How is it not fair for him to say that he didn't necessarily fit in when the starting quarterback who just won a national title is getting fur coats and cars? And that's not really his cup of, of soup and taters, right? Like Gunny doesn't need a bunch of fur coats and cars. Um, he has a, a very, very uh, secure lifestyle as it is right now. So I would say that his uh, path of choice uh, worked out fairly well. And when he also said that if things would have been different and he would have went to OU, there's a probably a good assumption that he would be the head coach right now. And he's catching so much crap for that. Like he is unrealistic. Again, what part of that statement is not fair? Yes, you could argue the three and 14 thing, but in reverse, a, the recruiting is going to be different. Oh, you already had that establishment. Why is there a massive differentiation between the, the, the overall wins and losses for OU and OSU? It's because of the historical values. It's because OU started putting money in football in 1897. They were hiring coaches to win ball games in 1897, 1902, 1904. We didn't really get into the game even halfway seriously of hiring coaches like 1907. And then it was a large portion of time that we spent all our money on wrestling because at that time, that was a much bigger sport than football. But as football progressed, OU already had the money, the resources, and the ability to do something major. And that's what they did. We did not do that. It took us a long time before we got our foot in the game. So when you catch a lot of crap for the OU uh, lopsided record, to me, it's just it's stupid because all you have to do is point to that exact fact. It doesn't make a lot of sense to catch a lot of grief when OU uh, football was a mainstay for a long time. And we didn't really start investing uh, until really late in the game. Now, again, that is indicative of OSU not really – that's their, it's our fault for not getting the game quick enough. Yes, that's true. But we've been able to reverse 70 years of not really caring a lot and just took it in a, a, a vacuum and we shrunk it down. And we've been able to make up a lot of ground in 20, 30 years. So I do give, give a lot of this to Gundy, right? Think about that time frame. The last 20, 30 years has been this reverse course on taking football far more serious and realizing that it is the, the, the driver of finances. Oh, you beat us to the game in that. Oh, you beat us to being the first university by a week. Oh, you beat us to hiring coaches for the first time. Oh, you beat us to implying certain kinds of passing offenses, right? It just, it is what it is. But since Gundy has been there, it's been competitive enough that you cannot say that it hasn't changed. It's just impossible. And for that reason, and because we did see a change of Gundy in 2020, it lets me know he's got it in him. He can do it again. One more again. And you go from... 
a really, really, really good coach and a great ambassador to a great coach and a great ambassador, then you rewrite history. Then you change some of the wrongs because let's face it, if we do not punt or do not kick field goals a certain amount of times over the last X amount of years, the record against OU is different. If we just change five play calls over the last 12, 10 years, then we have six or seven wins in Bedlam instead of three. That is a fact, but it's also a fact that he's got us to this level and we did see him turn around a little bit in 2020 and make an adjustment. We know he can do it. And if Spencer Sanders comes back next year, I don't give 13 hoots who's playing offense coordinator because Spencer Sanders should be able to do precisely what Brandon Whedon did when Monken came in. If Gundy gives the keys entirely over and just does the CEO only thing, imagine the possibilities. We have, again, put our fingers on the mountaintop so many times. We just never quite reached over it. Next year, we can reach over it. This year is not a foregone conclusion. This game Saturday in Norman on ABC primetime is the launching pad. Imagine if we take care of business. Imagine if we did it in dramatic fashion, but even if we didn't do it dramatically, just take care of business in this season, right? Play well in the bowl game. Uh, figure out exactly why this recruiting class, it, class is the way that it is. Sorry, uh, words are hard. Um, but if we can do all of that, which we know we can, then we're fine. We're in the driver's seat moving forward and we know it. All right, let me talk real quick about Bet Online. BetOnline is definitely the number one source for betting information, stats, and all-around info on what you need to maximize your potential, potential profitability in the betting line of things. And also, if you love podcasts, they they help you in that, that area too, right? They've got you covered. Go to BetOnline where the game starts. Do it now. Do a little bit of the research. And again, the, the fun part about betting for me is there are direct tie-ins to the games. What defense uh, you're going against um, and how you're you know, typically using your offensive weapons against a 4-3 front as opposed to a 3-3-5, yada, yada, yada. That stuff actually does play a big hand in betting. It can. If you apply just you know, matchups, it can have a massive impact on what you do bet on and what you don't. So to me, it's just something to, to think about. Um, and before we skedaddle on out of here, got to talk about women's basketball because it is that big of a deal. Guys, please comment. That's, that's one of the biggest ways that we can uh, help grow this thing. Like, share. The engagement has been has been really good. Let's, let's keep it going. I want to hear your comments always about what is happening. Do you think Gundy has that? Another turn in maturation processing for him to allow Spencer Sanders and whomever is that offensive coordinator position to explore just a little, a little bit more aggressive. If we have the mindset of, of what, you know, the Chris Kleiman did uh, at the end of the game is just put the foot on the gas. Don't punt. At the end, if there's 25 seconds left and you're on the 35-yard line and going into halftime, don't take a knee. Score another touchdown. Put it out of reach. I think if he trusts everybody and Spencer Sanders enough, that's exactly what will happen, not only next season, but the remainder of this season. Check out the who we have a wide receiver. We're just too good. Stephon Johnson Jr. is a certified stud. So are both of the Green brothers. 
right? Bryson Green was not an afterthought, but he was like, what, fourth, fifth guy kind of coming into the season. Blaine Green was obviously, you know, going to be a focal point, we at least hoped. Rashad Owens needs to get a little bit more involved. But this, this train ride of wide receiver U is, again, it's alive and it's kicking, and we'll see it in Bedlam. They give up a, a lot of rushing yards. And I guess Dom is a little banged up. So I'm, I'm, we're going to get what we asked for. I'm going to get what I asked for. Right? I'm not going to put any words in anybody else's mouth. I have been asking for more Jaden Nixon, more Jaden Nixon, more Jaden Nixon. Not because Dom is – is there's anything wrong with Dom. It's just he's not exactly fitted for what we're trying to do, in my opinion. It just <laughs> – I see the writings on the wall. This is going to be so much fun. Get geared up and reared up and fired up for this bedlam. It has more implications than just the, the face value indicates. And again, b- before we uh, skedaddle, again, I got to talk about women's basketball. It's phenomenal what J.C. Hoyt is building right now. It is absolutely amazing. It's it's engaging. She's intense. Saying things like, uh, I, I, I said, give it, give it hell. We're going to go up in the court and we're going to give it hell. And we're putting up over 100 points. This early into the season, if you look at the interviews, they are bought in like it's insane. It reminds me of OSU softball, the the amount that they are just completely bought in. They've only been together collectively all since June. But for some reason, J.C. Hoyt is able to pull things out of these girls that we have maybe not – we haven't seen in a long, long time in Galagraba and women's basketball. I might argue this could be the greatest run in Oklahoma State women's basketball history. Hands down, not even close. This team since June is just, they're so close-knit. What it takes football to build in a few years, possibly, at a lot of places. J.C. Hoyt and women's basketball have been able to put together really, really, really quickly. They care so much. They love each other so much. It is absolutely phenomenal to see. ORU is a pretty good basketball squad, guys. They put up 95 points against OU, women's basketball. They put up 85 points against UNLV, women's basketball. And we shut them down to 66 points. And then you have Lexi banged up. And she's clearly one of the focal points of the team from a leadership perspective because everybody talked about how they just kind of came together because of Lexi, for Lexi. And you you can see it on the court. It's a must-watch. Oklahoma State women's basketball is a must-watch. I don't it's I, I don't have to say it from the rooftops because we're going to spread this thing around. Guys, help me out here. Like this stuff, comment on this stuff, share this stuff. Let's spread the love. We need to be filling Galgaraba Arena for women's basketball just as much as we need to fill out Boone Pickett Stadium because it matters that much to her and to her girls. It's it's just oh my goodness gracious. I'm so fired up. And as much as I feel like I, I give Gundy a hard time, I'm also, I think, fair and very much of a, a realist in, in saying and thinking that we've seen the growth before. We can see it again. We can turn the corner and this next season is the one you write home to mama about. It's the one that you scream from the rooftops. You see, I'm wearing my Big 12 title hat. When I bought this, you know, I, I didn't wear it because I really thought that we were going to have a line of them. I really, really believe that. And I still do, if we can fix this one thing, this one thing, this one thing, 
We're going to turn this corner like nobody, nobody's business, and we're going to stay here. We're going to stay a 10, 12-win season every single year. Just put your foot on the gas, foot on the gas, foot on the gas, and we're going to do amazing things in so many sports. It is a phenomenal time to be a, a Cowboy or a Cowgirl fan right now. And I am so honored and blessed to be on this ride with you guys, to be able to drive the ship a little bit. So again, let me hear your feedback. What do you want me to cover? What do you think I missed? What do you think maybe I should go a little harder on, go a little lighter on? I'm all about it 24-7, any sport, any day. And I just, I, I need the engagement because it drives the show. It drives the direction of the show. I want to give what everybody needs on a daily basis. That's what I want to do. And I love every minute of it. And I appreciate everybody's time. And just to just to put a little extra pin in how much we love our university and how much we love what we're doing on a daily basis, I also got to give one more shout out. It's not only the men's hockey team, but Oklahoma State University just school, scored a school record, 88 on the NCAA graduation rate success scores. The GSR scores is the best they've ever been in the history of the 18 years of the accumulation of these scores. And Cowboy Baseball and Cowgirl Golf scored a 100, a perfect 100 on this graduation rate system. This is a game changer, right? For, from the academic standpoint, how we get our funding to build everything. It's amazing. Hats off. Congratulations on all fronts. Let's continue to pump this excitement as an O-State fan. This is an amazing time to be a cowboy, to be a cowgirl. Let's continue to jump all in. Thank you guys very, very much for, again, making this your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Our show together will continue to get this thing ripping, roaring, and rocking. Because as J.C. Hoyt said, we're going to give it hell. I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. See you on the next one.